This is Harry Hog Football. On today's show, we talk about the upcoming draft and who the Redskins should get. Should they get an offensive lineman? Should they get a defensive lineman? Or should they get a quarterback? We talk about this and John's phone message from the Redskins and much, much more live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? What's yo, yo, up, yo, yo, what's happening? What's yo. happening? Welcome to another action-packed episode of Harry Hog Football. Harry Hog Football.com. Brought to you by... Brought to you by Harry Hog Football. Harry Hog Football. <laughs> uh, yeah, Triangle Casket Store. Yes. Yeah. Choose the, the one Tidewater. <laughs> anyway, we've got a action-packed pre-draft um, analysis episode, and our good friend Mel Kuyper Jr. will be stopping by the studios. Except Ooh. for that, he won't. Dude, I don't think he like, can make it through the door with that hair, man. He's going to have to duck. Like, when you see him, just be like, Mel, duck. Did you say Makai no. Pfeiffer? Pi Piper. What? what? <laughs> Todd Yoder. Uh, I hardly know her. You brought her, you Yoder. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway. Big week coming up. As you mentioned, it is draft week, and the uh, the draft handle is up. The keg is cold, and it's ready to be pulled. Absolutely. Uh that's what I'm talking about. That's what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. So anyway, so dudes, about the draft, there's a... Yeah. Yeah? yeah. No, no, no. Aaron? There's some rumors going around that... <laughs> what were the words I saw here? Daniel Snyder is smitten with Sanchez. Smitten. Daniel Snyder loves Sanchez. Daniel Snyder <laughs> covets Dirty Sanchez. Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> Sanchez. Dude, speak, the dirty Sanchez. Speaking of Dan Who, of Snyder, course, dude, is the quarterback. Quarterback speaking. out of um, California. No, 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 no. University, University of Southern, of Southern California. California. Big difference, dude. Yeah. Do not make that mistake, dude. That's, that's like just saying Virginia state. when you're talking about Virginia Tech. Yes. Dude, I just meant the state. He's a oh, 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 dude. oh, sorry. Yeah, he is, he is from like one of those Porto Valero type sounding towns in California. I forget which one. Some Mexican sounding town. One of those two names. Dude, it's Spanish. It's a Spanish name. San something. What? Spanish name. It has a Spanish name to it. Yes. You are correct. And Uh, he does play for the USC. Mexican American, dude, please. Is the proper nomenclature. Whatever the the proper term is, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure I still... um, have the right to. Um, he does play for the condom makers in this country. He does. Anyway, the, uh, the pro football team in Los Angeles. That's right. But dude, you were you were mentioning Dan Snyder, and um, we think, although we are not sure, that we may have received a voicemail from the big wig this past week here, right here at Harry Hawk Football. It's it's kind of clouded and shrouded in mystery though. We're going to uh we're going to tack that onto the end of the podcast for. Uh, we're going to play that this week. Or, or we could play it. We could play it right here. Depends on what what Aaron wants to do here. But uh, 
It's up to you guys. Why don't you tag it in here? It. Let's put let's put it in right here. I've got it queued up. So okay, here we go. Uh, hello. Uh, yes. Um, uh, yes. This is. Uh, I can't really tell you who this is. I'm disguising my voice. Uh, I'm a prominent figure in the Redskins organization. Uh, I happen to own uh, uh, some theme parks and things. Uh, <laughs> I want to remain anonymous, but I wanted to give you guys a ring to let you know what great work you are doing in support of our uh, Redskins organization. And wanted to offer you all free... Um, it's uh, not free, but uh, we just wanted to give you guys a pat on the back. Uh, keep up the great work, and uh, we'll continue to listen to you every week here in uh, Ashburn. Um, again, I'm anonymous, uh, and, uh, and really, really rich. Uh, take care, boys. Hail to the Redskins. <laughs> All right. So, interesting. Dude, Apparently, what, if it's was not in the Dan middle Snyder, it's someone like, else. He was like, really I, I thought I heard him say, uh, what was that Vinny? Or sorry about that Vinny? Or something like that. <laughs> anyway. There you um, have it. Interesting. Okay, Very so that may have been Dan Snyder. But could could have been could have been the Danny. Anyway, so we're talking about Dirty Sanchez here, and and here we go again on this quarterback. Uh, what is it? What's up with that, dudes? What, Seriously, what is it with this? Seriously, dudes, Are I don't know. Everything it, they can the reports have over. come out for the uh, the second visit by Sanchez to Washington over the weekend. Um, they went apparently they. Uh, Snyder and his cohorts met with Sanchez at a, a, a hoity-toity restaurant there in the district. And they, uh, they, uh, it was such a big deal that the restaurant itself put out a press release, um, talking about what they ate and that they had a jolly good time. Um, but apparently Dan Snyder is allegedly smitten, so smitten with Mark Sanchez that he has been talking to other teams about a possible trade up, including from uh, according to reports I've been hearing today on Redskins Radio and uh, online as well, the Seahawks, which have the number four pick, and the Browns, who have the number – oh, who's the number? Is it the number five pick for the Browns, I think? I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure. Um, um, I believe the Browns – yeah, the Browns have the fifth pick as well. There's talk about uh, the Redskins trying to trade up to pick – up Sanchez at that point, but uh, I have a question. I, yeah, I have a question. We keep talking about Dan Snyder doing this. What does uh, Jim Zorn? <laughs> Zorn. Zorn, 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 Zorn. What does Jim Zorn think about all this uh, stuff? I thought that Campbell was his man, and he, he was a quarterback coach him. in Seattle. You know. Uh, it would seem like you'd have something to say about this. Well, I think I think number one, we all know that that I don't know what Zorn really thinks, but he's been saying he likes Campbell. But obviously, the Danny does not like Campbell, and neither does Vinny. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. If the Redskins do go out and get um, Sanchez. Where is Jason Campbell going to end up this year? Is he going to be part of the trade to get that Browns pick? That's well, no, they've question. got two quarterbacks. 
Is he well, going to be yeah, part of the Yeah, but they Seahawks? don't like their quarterbacks Sorry? in in I, Cleveland. They have a new uh, they have a new general manager and coaching deal going on there, so they don't like they don't really like Anderson or Brady Quinn. They were trying to trade Brady Quinn for uh for uh Jay Cutler. I mean, I'm sorry, Jay bitch 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 Cutler. Who knows? So dude, would but... the Redskins do something that rash and use Jason Campbell in part of the trade and throw in a rookie quarterback? to start this season. Can, can I just read you guys some yes. ex, excerpts from something that I found online here? Um, this is actually was just posted about an hour ago uh, on the East Coast Bias blog. Um, I love What's the that? title of this article because it's kind of what I've been saying, whether or not you guys agree, over the past month or so, that uh, you know about Jason Campbell being treated poorly uh, during his time at the Redskins. Um the title of this blog post was Jason Campbell deserves better than the Redskins. And, I, and I'm just going to read a couple little things here. I love this line. The skins are like the bad boyfriend with a wandering eye. They swear up and down that Campbell is the future of the franchise, but every time some hot piece of ass, I'm looking at you, Jay Cutler is available. They're ready to throw <laughs> Jason's stuff out on the lawn. When it doesn't work out with the greener grass on the other side, they patch things up with Campbell, and then the process repeats itself. <laughs> I mean, the, the guy goes on to talk about his stats and everything and, and how he looks like an improving quarterback over the past couple of years. But basically, you know, how he's had to he's had to fight to dislodge the ancient Mark Brunel from the starting job. He's dealt with rumors he would be replaced by Todd Collins. He's heard fans claim that Colt Brennan was the real future of the team. And now he's been the subject rampant, uh, the subject of rampant trade speculation. I mean, why does he deserve and this? Why does Jason Campbell deserve this? I also have to point out that Jason Campbell is sixteen and twenty, and Jay Cutler is, I think, seventeen, 17 and twenty. And 20. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> and Jason Campbell doesn't whine. And um. Mark He's Sanchez has started. Games. Mark Sanchez has only started 16 games in college. He's coming out early. Um, started 16 games in college, and I don't know about you guys because I did watch some USC football. Um, sometimes you can catch them on the national network. Sometimes you can catch them on like late on versus when they're showing those really late West Coast games on Saturday night. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> to trade up and do something which the to, to move up to like the four or five spot, the Redskins would have to give up the 13 next year's first round pick and probably much, much more. And to move up to get that quarterback, I can't say I was impressed enough by watching him between the highlights that you see on TV and the live action games that I've seen to warrant any such move. I don't understand why they'd be so why they're so smitten with the quarterback who's only made 16, 16 starts in his in his career as a college quarterback. Yep. What's the deal? And, and so that, to me, raises the question. Is and, this and a Jason smoke Campbell, screen? Jason Campbell started Whoa, 36 games a, for the yeah. Redskins. Is this a smoke yeah. screen um, is what I'm saying. Oh, I see what you're saying, just, yeah. I mean, just, I, who it, knows what it is. I mean, maybe Jason Campbell's sitting comfortable and, he, and they know that, the, and he knows this is a smoke screen. Yeah. Because if you if you look at his stats from 2006 to 2008, Jason Campbell's I mean his 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 percentage of completion has gone up every year. Um, you know uh, his yardage 
Uh, obviously, from 06 to 07, it doubled because he played twice as many games. But uh, it more than doubled. And then it increased by uh, another almost 600 yards last year from 07. Um, and he didn't throw a pick until the ninth game of the season. He only threw six interceptions. Yeah. I mean, you know, his, his quarterback rating has gone up significantly each year. It, it looks like he is an improving young quarterback, and I don't understand. Maybe it is a smokescreen, because I just don't understand why the Redskins are so hot to trot with this wandering eye, like this guy says. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? This whole thing, exactly. This, this whole thing with putting so much value on quarterbacks coming out of college, I just don't get, because I sometimes I can't even bear to watch college games because the defense is so bad. Yeah. College defenses are bad. Well, think it's think about the think about all the quarterbacks that have come out in the first round over the last, you know, I don't know what, 10, 15 years or so. How many of those have actually been like super huge impact players and ended up becoming franchise quarterbacks? Like Peyton Manning, arguably Eli Manning, um, arguably Carson Palmer, um, who I think is very, very. I, <laughs> who I think is a very good quarterback in a really crummy town with a really crummy team. Um, yeah, but it's Ben Roethlisberger like... was the 11 pick in the first round. Um, mm-hmm. well, he's I don't know, but, but you know, who, who went before Peyton Manning? Ryan Leaf. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's you have picks like that. Like You've Tom got Brady for, that came in the sixth. Tom Brady, yeah, Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick. For every Peyton Manning you have that goes in the first round – You've got like eight or nine or ten Ryan Leafs that are picked right around them. Picking a quarterback in the first round, I heard people today talking about it's about a 50-50 chance of them being a good quarterback or not. I think it's more like a 10 to 15% chance, unless you look at one of those super, mm-hmm. super insane years, like the year Marino and Elway and, uh, and, and all those guys were drafted back in the early 80s. So why would you, yeah, why would you want to go saying... spend a bunch of, of, lose a bunch of picks and spend guaranteed at least at least guaranteed thirty five million dollars on a quarterback that has played sixteen games in college or started sixteen games in college and wasn't insanely impressive in many of them. And and not to mention, dude, that um, crap. I forgot what I was gonna say. Because you're yeah, sorry, rich. I cut you off, man. <laughs> Well, it just, it just drives me crazy. I don't understand why we would want to put that much effort into a quarterback when we have a good quarterback who deserve not only deserves the shot this year as the starting quarterback to prove that he is worthy of being the starting quarterback of the Redskins um, or any team, and this and he's poised to make a huge leap from just learning a brand new system last year to actually being comfortable and being able to play in it with emerging receivers, hopefully with uh, Chris Cooley and Santana Moss there, and and hopefully a slightly better offensive line. I mean, and he started to learn how to use his legs to scramble as well. He's only in his, what, fourth year? I, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really hoping it's a smokescreen, and the Redskins are going to go and try to pick a linebacker or a Rack Poe, a defensive end, who can also play linebacker, or an offensive lineman at 13. And we don't end up burning picks because, as you guys know, we only have like four picks this year. And next year we've got um, – what picks do we have next year? We've got all our picks next year except for the sixth rounder. But do you think that's actually – it wouldn't surprise me by about you know midnight on at sat, between Saturday and Sunday this weekend 
that that's been cut in half if we start and make some stupid trade to trade up and get someone that the Redskins don't need, an unproven commodity at quarterback. I remembered what I wanted to point out. The professionals here are saying that after Sanchez, there's only one other quarterback that may get picked in the first round, and then after that, they're not saying that another quarterback's going until the fourth round. So that shows you how slim the pickings are coming out of college this year at quarterback. There's really only like a handful. There's like five quarterbacks that are, you know, really being looked at, I think. They're saying three, dude. Three. Mel Kuyper was saying that after, what's the dude's name? Jackson? Dude from Kansas, I think. Yeah. And after those dudes? The dude from Kansas State? Yeah. After those dudes? Yeah, Freeman. After those three dudes, they're saying that they don't even see a quarterback going until the fourth round. Tom Brady Probably was not. a six-round pick. But you know what I'm saying. Well, I know exactly what you're saying. Well, I think another thing also was the success that Matt Ryan had in Atlanta last year coming in as a rookie, but we already talked about that. He was a very, very, very good college quarterback that played on a very mediocre team and took them to the ACC championship game. And he did not have a lot of talent around him. That kind of guy is going to do a hell of a lot better in the NFL than a guy like Mark Sanchez that has some of the best talent in the NFL, I mean, in the in the college ranks, and can't even beat Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's enough about how we feel about the Redskins drafting a quarterback with their 13th pick in the draft. What do you guys feel about the defensive end that John mentioned, Arakpo? Out of, where is he from, Texas? He's from Texas. Longhorn. Yeah, we have to mention he's from Texas. 6'3", 263 pounds. Uh, what do we want to say about this I was guy? talking to John about this before the uh, show. Oh, go ahead, Aaron. Someone sent in an email that were saying, do we think the Redskins should get an offensive tackle? With their first pick, and you know, a few weeks ago, I was like, "Yeah, man, we got to get offensive linemen." But then I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Well, once we signed um, Dockery, surprise, and then um, what do we got? Randy Thomas back, right? Right. If he everyone else, if he can stay healthy, if he can stay healthy, then that's a solid offensive line, I think. And then I I was like, our defensive ends. Our defensive end situation. You disagree? I disagree. I don't know what we need more. I I, I kind of tend to lean towards the offensive line. John Jansen has been less than stellar the last couple years, and he's been very injury-prone the last Mm -hmm. three years. Um, That is true. He can't can't block the elite defensive ends anymore. He's given up sacks on that side, and we can't let that happen. Um, I think the rest of the line is decent to good. But I think I think that tackle position is is hurting, and Hire has not proven himself to be a starting material in the NFL yet. At okay, all. well, who 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 is a a um, who is an offensive tackle in the draft worthy of the thirteenth pick? Well, let me know? let me let me say this. Exactly. Let me give a shout out. Let me give a shout out to uh, Hap Harrington. Uh, he's a listener, and he's doing some. Uh, some beta testing of some new stuff for us here um, at Harry Hog Football. Um, we appreciate that. But he put a post up um, 
today that basically said, does everyone else feel that we need to take offensive tackle if one of the top four are available? Um, he put that up on our wire today. And, uh, and, and that, that ties right in here with what we're, with what we're talking about. Um, that's what I just was saying, dude, before I, yeah. I know. And, and I right. mean, there, there are a handful of, of offensive linemen, uh, that Who? are coming into this. Who's projected to go in the top 20 offensive linemen? Well, you've got Jason Smith, off, offensive tackle from Baylor, and you've got Monroe from Virginia. Um, those right. guys are probably going to go top five. Eugene Monroe, yep. Probably. All right, so we can't um, get them unless we, unless we trade up. Yeah. And we already said we don't Lower want to trade up. Or Oher from Ole Miss. I don't really know anything about him. The real wild card out there is that guy from Alabama, Andre Smith. Yep. He could yeah, fall very deeply. I mean, Cincinnati very well could pick him with the sixth pick because they have no problem picking screw-ups and signing people who are just a real big waste. Um, and he might just be, you know, anyone with kind of any kind of character issue. The, the Bengals will jump all over that. So it would not surprise me if they pick him um, trying to do some kind of rebuilding around Carson Palmer. But... You know, Andre Smith, he could also fall very, very far down. If he's there at 13, I don't know. I'm torn on whether if he's there at 13, whether the Redskins should take a chance on him or take a flyer. Because he could end up, you know, he flaked out a little bit, but he could end up being a fantastic um, lineman for 10 to 15 years, 10 to 12 years in the NFL. He could. People are comparing him to – Do we want to take that much of a chance on a guy who's going to end up making, like, 20, 25 million guaranteed. Yeah. People are comparing um, him to, uh, to Leonard Davis of, of the, uh, Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, Dude, I'll tell you one thing though. I'd rather take a chance on him than trade up and get Sanchez in the top five. Dirty. And I'll also tell you what else. If it came down to Arakpo at 13 defensive end, um, Dirty. or him. Who would you take? Arakpo. Arakpo's got a lot of upside. He's smart. Here, here's um, my problem got, with Arakpo. He's also I read got, that he, on, had, me, he doesn't have a burst. He's also but got John. experience as a lineman or as a linebacker, which is what they were talking about using Jason Taylor as um, before they cut him. Um, so, you know, he, he's apparently got some versatility as well as a brain. So Here's a question. Let me, let me throw this out because because the Redskins like to uh, to live and relive without learning sometimes, and, and this is what makes me this is what makes me nervous about Brian Arakpo is that and, and maybe I don't need to be maybe I have no reason to be, but for the past couple of years he has had uh, knee injury issues, and we've um, we've certainly had our share of Redskins uh, defensive players who have had knee injuries that have caused you know. Cause them to miss a whole lot of playing time, and Rocky I just wonder. McIntosh, yeah, that's a great example. Rocky let's name, let's name some more. In college. Rocky McIntosh. Um, I think Marcus Washington had some knee stuff going on. Uh, we all know Levar Arrington had knee stuff going on. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, I knew it. I knew you were going to bring Levar into this. <laughs> I mean, he was a great. 
Dude, no, hold on. We need to come up with a little. Uh, we're, we're at this point at 165, episode 165. I think we're going to have to come up with some kind of little jingle or something for when Josh actually brings up uh, <laughs> brings listen, up Lavar. Listen, every time so I mention Lavar Arrington, every crush. no, dudes. Every time I mention Lavar Arrington, an angel gets its wings. Okay, it's Man, been a hundred episodes since Lavar has actually played football, dude. We're, we're talking about knee injuries here, though, and. <laughs> And back to the point is that we've had defensive <laughs> players on the Redskins who have had knee injuries, and yeah. And, and if you read up on this guy, he's had knee injuries. Do yeah. we want to? Do we want to bring him in knowing that? Yeah, take Lavar Arrington for example. <laughs> um, Dude, right, Josh, sorry. that's a good point um, though. That's a very good point. Do we want to get someone who's had had knee issues for a couple of seasons now at the uh, University of Texas? Because you know knees don't get better with age. If if there's a fatal flaw in the design of the human body at this point, knees are probably right up there at the top put, of the list. Put it this way. This guy's gained like 65 pounds since he's come in as a freshman, which I'm sure is a lot of muscle weight. But Rose. weight, 40 pounds on your knees is like 400 pounds. I mean, it's yeah. it, you know, it, it it doesn't help your knees out. I'm just, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Dudes. I also wanted to point out that I was reading some article, and apparently the Redskins scouts say that they think he lacks the burst needed to be an elite pass rushing defense. And that could be because of his knees. Could be. So what do you think, right, guys? Let's, let's, let's go on record here. If an offensive lineman is available at 13 or Rackpo, which way are you guys going to go? It's tough. Well, right. Dude, there are arguments on both sides. I'm right down the middle. No. I know where I'm going now. I've made up my mind, and I'm sticking with it all the way through Saturday. O-line. O-line. I wavered for a minute, but I'm back to the O-line, especially you know what? after hearing. I'm going yeah, O-line yeah, going also. Back and forth. I'm, going, I'm not going to flounder anymore either. I'm going with Aaron on this. I'm going to say O-line because we've said it before, and it goes back to the whole Jason Campbell conversation and everything else, that if we have a, if we have a good O-line in front of whatever quarterback it is, it's going to make that quarterback look good and be all the better. Yes, and we know that our defense has been strong the last five years, and our offense has been like anemic. So anything to help the offense, I'm gonna have. Now, to if that lineman, I'm, I'm gonna say lineman as well. If that lineman is Andre Smith, knowing what we know about him, with his problems, with his bizarre behavior with the combine, and his his, I don't know if you guys ever saw the film of him of him on his little uh, his his his. What do you call it? Is his workout that he did his private workout, I guess, uh, where he took his shirt off and he—I mean—it looked like it, it was blinding children with all the f- the fat and flab that was flopping around all over oh the place. It was really frightening, and everyone was like, "Did anyone Dude. tell him to take his shirt off?" And the answer was no. He's he a just lineman. took it off just because he wanted to, I guess. Um, he's, he's kind of lineman. weird, but does he's that make him that? Per- does that Dude, make him a, a too much of a problem for the Redskins to pick up? Is that a personality John. thing? Or is he just, John. you know, we know we can deal with personalities. Chris Cooley, John Riggins, people like that. Is he the kind of guy that is just a weird personality that may or may not mesh? Or is he the kind of guy that's just really off like a Leonard Davis? Dude, it sounds to me like he'll fit in perfectly with Casey Raybach and hanging brains and all that hey, weird crap they'll do. <laughs> and dude, dude, I agree. He's I a like fatty. That. I, that's a good point. He's a fatty. Yeah. Dude, 
Let me just read. Offensive I, I line read awesome. Some, off, often fat. I want to read a couple of analysis things on this guy, on Andre Smith. He is 6'4", 332 pounds, BTE. He's a member of the club. Um, yeah. Basically, they talk about he's surprisingly. 200 and what? 332 pounds. Oh, dang. Yeah, dude, we need that fatty. 6'4". huge. I know, um, dude. He'll block and, up and, the line. Listen, before, you listen go into that Josh, before you go into that, Josh, real quick, one more fact. He gave yeah. up exactly zero sacks in the SEC this, zero sacks sacks this past year. Well, there you go. Up. Hey, well, here's what they say. Here, here, are the, here are some of the positive things. He's got rare initial quickness for such a large man. Um, surprisingly quick getting to the second level as a run blocker on screens, explosive upper body strength, and can pancake defenders when he keeps his feet. Um, he's a massive man with a deep kick step and long arms to hold off pass rushers. He did allow one sack in 2008. I've heard sack. that. I've heard that. I think it's an a, a arguable. Uh, he one of he can absorb ones. the bull rush. Maybe. He recognizes and reacts well to surprise blitzes. If presented with two rushers, he chooses his correct assignment and effectively neutralizes at least one of the defenders instead of trying and failing to handle both. He's good effort downfield. He's never missed a game due to an injury in three seasons at Alabama. Yeah, you got to remember the reason that he missed the bowl game that Alabama was in was because he apparently had illegal activity, not illegal, but improper activity with an agent before he uh while he was still a college player so it made him academic or not academically ineligible but he was ineligible for the game because of that and let me let me give the credit where it's due here this information is coming play again yeah this this information is coming from nfldraftscout.com um there are some negatives to him though right he can be uh he can be a step, a step slow off the snap and pass protection Free. um he has an inconsistent hand punch. He might be more pass more passive than scouts would like. Hand punch. Um, he As opposed he to too a, often <laughs> absorbs blows from a defender rather than initiating the contact. Uh, he allows defenders to slip free from his blocks when he gets fundamentally lazy and leans rather than driving his feet. He was suspended for his final game. This is getting to the Sugar Bowl against Utah due to contact with a sports agent. Dude, I don't care. There you go. From everything that you guys have talked about with the other guys that are not going to be available, and him, I'd give him a go. It sounded like those negatives could Same. be taught, like his footwork and stuff like that. Just give him a year with the bug. I know we've talked, happens. we've sat here and talked about this for the last four minutes, but uh, you know, this guy, you really wonder: is it would it really happen? Because I, I just feel like the Redskins tend to look elsewhere. I mean, they no matter. The offensive we line can be old. Yeah, the offensive line can be the most old and decrepit thing, and it's like, ah, oh, they're just the offensive line. We need some receivers. We need some quarterbacks. We, you know, oh, dude. I mean, but dude, we weren't saying what the Redskins are going to do. We said what they should do. They never do what they're going to do. They're going to come out and draft like four straight quarterbacks or something dumb. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, I say I, I'm with you guys. I say that we need to really look strongly at the offensive line for our pick. I think All so right. too, and and even even if you're looking at a uh, at a, at a franchise tackle, um, you know Samuel's his days are number two. He still had a very good year last year, but you know I don't think he's got more than two or three really really good years, if not just playing good years left in him. 
He's been with mm-hmm. the team longer than anybody else. Thought yep. Jansen has. Oh wait. Anyway, wait. Was Jansen the year before when they picked Samuels and Lavar? I think I he think was. So. Yeah, that would have been 2001. That would have been 2001, I think. I think you're right. Anyway. Yes, but Samuels has been playing for anyway. a while, and and you know, he's he's starting to break down a little bit. He's still very. I'm not saying anything about his he's bad or anything like that whatsoever. I'm not saying he's 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 bad or blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, there we go. Anyway, um, well, with that being said, this has been the O line report. Franco American SpaghettiOs. Show them your O face. The O line report. The O line report. Anyway, um, all right, we will uh, take a um, 10 second station identification break, and we'll see you guys on the other side. You're listening to. And we're back. Is Josh still going number one? Number one, I'm back. I'm back, dude. Oh, I'm back. Woo. Man, we need to come up with a longer station ID break. Either that or I need to get a I need to get a bathroom in here. Someone roll down the window. (laughs) <laughs> I wouldn't go in there for 35, 45 minutes. Yeah, moving on. You guys know how we have debunked the debunked. myth that the Redskins still have a 20-year waiting list. And here to prove it is John Adams. Give him your story. It's a big John. load of bukaka. And we've already proven this already before, but this morning while I was working, I felt my phone buzz in my pocket and i looked down and did not recognize the number so i did not answer especially because i was, was at work was it patrick it was uh well it turns out as i listened to the message at lunch and proceeded to Pilar. save that message for everyone's enjoyment it was our friend um friend patrick from the washington redskins ticket office and he oh, said, Patrick. Yeah, I know Patrick. You got you guys know Patrick. He's the one that keeps sending the letters like every year that says, You're at the top of the list for the season tickets. Right. And right. it's two hundred thousand strong, so hurry up and join up. And then you get another letter that says, You're at the top for season tickets. We really want you to buy tickets. <laughs> and then you but get I one that says, Please buy out. tickets. Please buy tickets, please. Yeah. Or if and you're like me, you what... get like three. So anyway, without further ado, this is what uh, this is what Patrick had to say today, this morning here. Mr. Adams, this is Patrick with the Washington Redskins. I'm going to let you know that your name is finally reached the top of our season ticket waiting list. <laughs> Congratulations! If you could give me a call back, that would be great. My number is three zero one two seven six six zero two nine. Once again, my name is Patrick. Congratulations! I hope you're having a great day, and I look forward to hearing back from you. End of message. To delete this message, press 7. To read the archives, press 9. To hear more options, press 0. So did you hear more options, like buy now, or? <laughs> no, my option was cut! <laughs> Dude, you got 200,000 people on the season waiting ticket, season ticket waiting list. Why the hell you got to cold call people on it to buy tickets? <laughs> Dude, it's Smokey from the league. I just wanted to give you a heads up. Uh... 
Yeah, we're going to ask the league to scratch that last round. Uh, dude. Yeah, no, he reminded me of the dude can... from Office Space that carries the coffee mug. He's like, yeah, we're just going to have to come and work on the weekend. Yeah. John, yeah. <laughs> how many times did he say congratulations in that um, voicemail? couple. At least was like, every congratulations, time. Congratulations, John. <laughs> you have Dude, the chance to buy Redskins season ticket. <laughs> this is Patrick from the ticket office. Dude, that might have been. call back at your earliest convenience. <laughs> he might as well have been calling from Publisher's Clearinghouse with that message. Congratulations, <laughs> you might have won a million dollars. Dude, the, the, the day that the Redskins show up at my door with a great big oversized ticket that's like three feet by four feet. Yeah. <laughs> Admit one. The, that'll be the next marketing plan for them. You Congratulations, you're at the top of the list. Oh, man, I thought you were Ed McMahon. Get out of here. <laughs> anyway, you're like, you should have called him back and be like, well, let's see if they screw up this draft class, and then I'll tell you if I'm going to buy season tickets or yeah, not. Yeah, call me back in another yeah, exactly. week and a half. <laughs> it's like, dude, I'll tell you what. Why don't I name my price? Because I know you're not selling your 200,000-strong season ticket waiting list isn't buying your tickets. So let me name my price. <laughs> like, Number like one, my two preseason tickets are free, which incidentally <laughs> is not a league mandate. That is set by each individual team, I found out. Um, Interesting. And the teams are allowed to charge up to um, normal ticket prices, and most teams do. Some teams do not. Interesting. Yeah. And so, uh, let's see. So zero for those. The beers. I'll pay you a hundred dollars for the game against Dallas <laughs> for tickets in the lower bowl, and hundred dollars for the tickets against the Giants and the Eagles, and all the other ones. I'll give you fifty dollars a piece. Fifteen dollars each, and $15. and I want you to waive my activation fee. Oh and yeah, and can I you get... move me up on the uh, the uh, parking pass season ticket parking pass waiting list as well? So I can actually park somewhere in in, in the, the town to go to the game, <laughs> since that's a separate ticket waiting list or a separate waiting list to get your parking pass as opposed to the tickets. Since they stopped and, running the shuttle. And each game I get six drink fault, tickets. Though, you get what, Aaron? Six what? Six drink tickets. Drink nice. tickets. Drink vouchers. They're worth nine dollars a piece or eight dollars, depending on which guy you get to. You can cash them in for nachos, memorabilia, Retail. what have you. Retail value fifty four dollars. Whoa, 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 whoa. boom, boom. All right, so that's a that's a good story. That's two calls from Ashburn in the same week. How about it? Solid. I thought everyone in the ticket office got laid off a few weeks ago. <laughs> well, I'm surprised. Maybe he's a volunteer. Maybe that's maybe Patrick is someone's son. Maybe it's like Patrick Zorn or Patrick Zorato. Dude, he was probably standing outside on the curb with a sign that said, we'll work for tickets, and they brought they him probably, in. Dude, they they probably have him working on commission. It's like, if you can sell some tickets, you'll make money, but you only you only make minimum wage unless you can sell some tickets. <laughs> They, they probably got him working like on commission. It's like if you sell a premium seat in that burgundy and gold speckled seated uh, middle ring that's never ever full <laughs> for any of the games, you'll make five dollars a seat. And we'll you give and you your, your family. Koozie. What do you, you say, Patrick? Would, 
Dude, it's like, Patrick, if you can sell a ticket in that area, you and your family will be invited to one tailgate party before the game against the Seahawks. Enjoy complimentary <laughs> soft drinks and, and food. And order. And a complimentary Redskins koozie. And you get a chance to meet the Redskins cheerleaders. From afar. <laughs> and former Redskins great LeVar Arrington will be on hand. <laughs> and of course, Joe Theismann to sign yet another autograph. Dudes. Dude, I got to hand right. it to Joe Theismann because the other day I heard him on the radio and he was like, well, at least that guy didn't change his last name to rhyme with Heisman. He said that himself. <laughs> I was like, dang, way to call yourself out. That was pretty sweet. He's become very mellow, I've noticed, compared yeah. to how he used to be over the last couple of years when he does interviews and does games and things like that, like preseason. Um, he's a lot more enjoyable now that he doesn't work like uh, Sunday night football. I got to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, something we do need to mention this week. Speaking of Sunday night football, uh, farewell to uh, John Madden, who retired this week. Yeah. Farewell, dude. That's a shocker. Whether you love him or hated him, he put out some great video games. Kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I kind of miss John Madden, except for the fact that he always pulled for the Cowboys. Yeah. No, he was a front runner though. He pulled for the front running team all the time, so he used to pull for the Redskins back in the day. When he had, especially back when he had Pat Summerall next to him hitting the bottle. Yeah, but Pat Summerall was great because he knew to just kind of sit there and be quiet and let and let John Madden do his thing. And every now and then he'd be like, yep, it's first yeah. and ten. Yeah. Yeah, I'll miss John Madden with like the boom. You ready for this? Boom. <laughs> he got pumped up. He got pumped up about the game in the trenches. Yeah, I mean, he he definitely was someone who was not trying to push himself. He really was a person who lo- really is a person who loves the game. And when he did his interview, his his his, uh, his game analysis, you know, people say he dumbed it down for people, but you know, he was just he was just doing it the way he did it, the way he did it as a coach when he won Super Bowls with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So you know, and, love him or hate him, I think he definitely deserves his place in the Hall of Fame, and and we're gonna miss him this year. And I don't know if you guys have heard or not, but Chris Collinsworth is replacing him in the uh, in the booth. And though yeah, I know, Aaron, you and choice. I are big fans of Chris Collinsworth. Josh, I don't know about you on that. Dude, he, he calls it as he sees it, dude. He calls it as he sees it. I think they really need to put someone in there to offset him with the play-by-play oh, yeah. by Al Michaels. I think they need somebody offsetting him, another player, former player, like maybe put Tiki Barber in there as well or something. Yeah, I'm a little worried right. he's going to be a little too negative and a little too game savvy for the average mm-hmm. fan. Yeah, but anyway, the average fan doesn't stay up till midnight on Monday night to watch games that often. That's true, unless it's a Redskins game. or whatever time Monday Redskins night fans. football is, because they changed the time of it. Now they have like two Monday night. I can't even keep it. Tr- at least when it was at 9 o'clock, I knew when the game was going to be on. Now, I don't even know what day it's going to be At least when it was at 9 o'clock, you knew it started at like 9.23. And now it's like, Monday Night Football Special, Thursday Night Edition, and stuff like that. And you're like, what? And there'll be What's two, happening? like the opening week, usually, and things like that. I think two on the first Monday night. There'll be like the 7.30 and the 
and you're just like, dude, how can anyone stay up? People on the West Coast have really got it interesting as far as football is concerned. Like on Sunday, the game start at 10, which means you just need to start like pre-gaming at like 8 in the <laughs> morning. You, dude, you would, yeah, of course you're it's not like, going to be it's tailgating It's like eggs and beer. Time. It's like bacon and beer for breakfast. Bacon and beer? Dude, how is that different than on the East Coast? And sausage. (laughs) Anyway. um, There was another story I found interesting in the news this week. John, I think you read up about it a little more than I did. But the apparently in D.C., some dude was driving around with Cowboys crap all over his car. And some guy walking down the street reached out and grabbed a Cowboy flag off the car. And then the Cowboys fan got out and punched him in the face. That's yeah, that basically uh, sums it up. Um, do grab one of those uh, flags that if you've ever had one of those on their on your car, it's really annoying when you're driving because it's like. <laughs> so I have one, but I don't. I, I have a Redskins one, obviously, and I don't. I don't put it up very often because it's annoying as, as all hell. Um, and I have enough Redskins stickers on my car as it is. Um, yeah, apparently he snatched it off the dude's car and threw it on the ground and stomped it. And lo and behold, dude jumped out of his car, punched him in the face, picked up the flag, got back in the car and drove off. And I don't, I haven't heard anything. I've looked this up. I haven't seen anything about charges. Um, pretty much everyone around was just like, well, he punched the guy in the face, he threw the, tore the flag off his car and then drove away. Um, and the guy who got punched in the face was, was knocked out cold for a few minutes. Dang. And they don't know who exactly did it, but I mean, seriously, even though it was a Cowboys fan, dude got what he deserved. Mm-hmm. You don't go ripping well, someone's flag of. off of their car, no matter what team it is, even if they are in the district and they're Cowboys fans. At least they got the the guts to 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 put their team Wave colors the on their flags. car. A uh, plus, it's vandalism. Yep. Yeah, you got a point there. Yep. So I, oh, I don't blame the Cowboys funny. fan at all. I think he was exactly right in what he did and taught that dude a lesson. But at the same time, you're just like you see. At that the same time, I wish it was a Redskins fan and a Dallas guy had ripped the flag off of his car and then he got punched in the face because it would have been much cooler. But now it's yet another <laughs> reason for everyone in the country to be like, "Oh, Dan Snyder's such an idiot. He's such an idiot. All he does is try to buy a winning team." He just he doesn't know what the hell he's doing, and Redskins fans are dumb because they rip flags off cars. It's just another thing to <laughs> add to the team because everyone looks at us like we're a bunch of idiots, like we're the Cleveland Browns or Detroit Tigers. It drives me crazy. <laughs> and and the Cowboys have five rings. Oh, man, that's all right. We were winning NFL championships before Dallas was a gleam in some Cowboys' eye. <laughs> It's oh, like when did man. Dallas get a team too? We were winning Super Bowl. We were winning NFL championships before you guys, before your little podunk town had any any chance in in hell of having a football team in the first place. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, what else we have? I think that about wraps it up for tonight's show, dudes. Um, you guys got anything else before we before we go? Okay. Nope, I don't think uh, so. Remember the draft this weekend on Saturday? I think it's on ESPN and NFL Network. If I'm not the mistaken. NFL Network because ESPN still has a contract and only five people have the NFL Network and two of them are you guys. 
So it's on the NFL Network. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it was on ESPN. All right, so it's on NFL it is, Network. It's on both, dude. No, Aaron, it's on both. Oh, okay. Okay. Because ESPN it's still has both. a contract with them. Okay. So you will be able to watch the draft at least until the thirteenth pick, and then go amongst your ways for a couple of days until the Redskins. Unless something pick. miraculous happens and we trade down and get some more picks and actually, you know, continue to bolster our uh, our youngins, as you were. And dude, coming dude. on, uh, uh, talking about that really quick. Brian Mitchell on the radio today on the John Thompson show made a really good point. In the in baseball, you have the minor leagues. In basketball, you have the D league. Developmental league. In hockey, you have the minor leagues. In, in football, you don't have that, especially this year because the Arena Football League is canceled their season, and two of the teams have already folded. It's um, college, in Los Angeles, either yesterday or today, is the second team that's folded. Unlike it's called college, good. dude. Yeah, so, dude, Bon Jovi's team will be playing themselves. The soul. <laughs> um, but the deal. But what he was saying is the minor leagues for football. It's special teams. That's where mm-hmm. you put those guys that are first-year, second-year, third-year players that really want to play, but they're not good enough yet to start in any position. But you put them on special teams, and you develop them, and you turn them into NFL starting caliber players. Well, maybe and you can't something... do that if you don't have any damn draft picks. Well, maybe this is something we need to talk about. Yeah, that's a good point, John. And maybe this is something we need to talk about and discuss next week also, that, you know, um, with there being essentially no minor leagues for for football, and if special teams really is filling that void, um, you know, let's look at the numbers on the practice squad, the numbers that are allowed, should the NFL um, mandate a change to allow uh, more players to to be able to be assigned to to practice squads for that kind of reason, or maybe even adjust the rosters, add a couple more people to the rosters. Exactly, or add a few more to the rosters as well. Yeah, good dude, good one. Let's bring that up next week. All right, like you said nice one. Yep, and I was going to say there's more of a chance that Levar Arrington will come back and play for the Redskins. <laughs> Dan Snyder thinking about trading down, dude. He doesn't do that. Dude, if dude you we will, traded it, down it last no year. It happened last year. Dude, I'm just dude, saying. You, you never know. Dude, it could be smoke and mirrors. It. I don't if believe it's smoke it. and mirrors, but it could be. I'm just saying, if you will it, it is no dream. If you will it, dude, it is no dream. And on that Theodore note. Hurtis, David. Okay. With that being said, let's wrap this thing up as usual. Hail to the Redskins. Hail victory. Braves on the warpath. Don't do Fight anything stupid at the And um, if you see a Cowboys fan, you know what this But dude, don't vandalize the car. That's serious.